Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking. I'm the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we get together every Wednesday afternoon and we dissect something really exciting and fun in the finance world. And that's one of those things that um, causes confusion or questions where people just shake their head and scratch their head or however they do it. They just, things that make you go, hmm, really? And that's in the financial world where I spend most of my time. And the, 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 the part of, that we do here on Financially Speaking is really just to dissect the financial industry. And it's, this isn't the case of, hey, buy this, sell, sell this, sell that, buy here, buy there. It's a, it's a case of your daily financial information, uh, how to understand where your money goes, how to understand what your money is, where it is, what it's in, um, should it be in anything at all. Uh, and it really is a reminder to all of us because I truly believe that everybody can understand their own stuff. This is not a special uh, industry where you have to have an MBA or you have to have some kind of finance background. You are 100% capable of understanding whatever your situation is. We do not need to understand all the complicated tax planning that Warren Buffett does in his multiple houses and boats and cars and businesses. We don't need to know that. We don't care. It doesn't affect us. Uh, it's kind of fun and exciting as a side hobby to read it if you want, but it's not anything we need to know. And that really is our whole purpose here at the network, the Inspired Choices Network, where we help with a holistic plan. Uh, my little part in the in the game is finances, but there are many, many, many hosts that are experts in their field, whether it's relationships or whether it's business or whether it's um, any kind of coaching, either personal coaching, business coaching, um, if it's uh, about child raising and questions about children, uh, it's we have all the topics that you will need to make your whole life really the happy life that you're looking for. And if by chance we do not, then there might be a tiny hole that you can fill. And that's one of those areas that I really highly recommend you reach out to Christine. She's our, she's the host of the Inspired Choices Network show. She's also the network owner and uh, she is uh, the very, very, very person that you wanna talk to about being the host of a show. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking the same thing I was thinking. Uh, I can't do that. How can I host a show? You absolutely can. And Christine will walk you through it. And you won't even you won't even know that's what you're doing sometimes. So if you find a spot that needs to be filled in that we don't happen to have an expert on, then there's probably 10 other people asking that same question that one person is. So reach out and talk to Christine about uh, coming on board. Uh, it's um, it's absolutely the place where you can find answers to make each part of your life fit for you. And every so often we get to have hosts like myself, obviously have guests come on and I've had some pretty spectacular guests and I have certainly got another one tonight. But the cool thing is Paula, our guest tonight, she was here before several years ago and I actually can't believe, I know everybody says this, but I really can't believe how fast time goes because I can't believe it's been that long since Paula's been on or that I was smart enough to get her back. Like, how did it take me this long? So, I mean, her show was fantastic. 
She's, we're going to talk to her about all the stuff. She's just been on a whirlwind of new and exciting and wonderful things in her business world. Um, I, I have to tell you, she is one of the most amazing artists I've ever seen. And I have actually had her commission work for us, which is phenomenal, phenomenal work. And this is from somebody who plays with numbers all day. So when I, I'm certainly no art expert, but when I say something's really good in art, it has to be because I play with numbers all day. I don't know art. So I'm so excited to have Paula here. Uh, she's an author, an artist, a business owner. She's been an entrepreneur for over 22 years. She's written several books, which we are going to talk to her about because since she was on last time, she's published uh, a couple other books that we're going to chat with her about. Um, she's covered all kinds of topics from business to self-improvement. She has an incredible story that we'll get her to share with us about how she has become the powerhouse that she is today. Uh, she's, you know, it's funny, I get some notes sometimes, but I didn't even need them on Paula because I didn't need to know that she was a wicked portrait, portrait artist. She is amazingly wicked and portraits are as a portrait artist. Uh, she's um, got art and private collections all over the world. She is a single mom of three teens and some in their 20s. I can't even believe that. We'll chat with her about that. Um, Paula knows what it takes, though, to scale a business from zero to half million dollars in revenue. Uh, she knows how to get through tough times, and we'll talk to her for sure about that. And when she also knows what, how, when and how to let go and to change everything. She's um, sometimes funny on purpose, but she's always funny. She's got a great <laughs> viewer. And Paula's adult daughter, Emma, is currently running Zinfinity Design, which is a website agency serving small businesses locally and globally, which, of course, Paula will be having a little bit of a hand in. We'll talk to her about that, too. We're going to talk to her about her books. We're going to talk to her about uh, all her different outlooks on life and on the artistic world, because, uh, you know, the last few years have been different. And that is certainly a, an area of the world that has taken some serious changes as well. So. Without further ado, Paula, welcome back. And I haven't on purpose said your last name because last time you were here, you had a different last name. So I was going to leave that for you to share. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's great to be back with my unpronounceable maiden name. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that, my last name is Talesian. And though it's read in um, English as Zin, it's because it was misspelled when it translated from Cyrillic. So my background is Ukrainian. Um, and so Talijin is is how you pronounce it. So Zinfinity Design, based on a play wow. on my last name and my daughter's last name, um, is a company that we're running right now. So yeah. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. awesome. And just to remind everybody, just if you want, you can join us live in the chat room. Just log in with your name. Um, Paula and myself will be there. You can just log yourself in, put your name in. It will automatically come in. Our producers are there and they'll make sure they get you into the show. You can ask Paula questions live. And of course, if you're not listening to us live, that means you're either listening or watching on the app, I assume, because we have this fantastic app, which the Inspired Choices Network has. It is mobile, it is free, it is easy, and it's free. There's no excuse not to download it. And it's adaptable for iPhone, Android. If you have a cell phone, a smartphone, then you have an app of capability. So go ahead and download that app. We are on over 200 platforms. Uh, you can see us, you can hear us because we're in uh, different venues now. So uh, if you're listening to us, on the recorded, then welcome, and you can 
get in touch with Paula as well through uh, her social media, which she will share in the show. So you got to keep listening. So Paula, um, Mm -hmm. let's jump in and, you know, maybe just give a little bit of background for those who need a refresher on where you were before, and then fast forward to your new name, your new business, and where you're at right now. (laughs) So it's been a lot, um, because when we first talked, I think I had been living where I am right now for about six months, my marriage had ended and a whole bunch of stuff had happened. And in the process, I was releasing my first book, um, Wake the F Up. And um, so we talked about that, we talked about potentially what I was going to do for a business because that was kind of reeling as, as one does when a marriage ends. Um, but since then, I, for the last three years, I ran a business teaching artists how to set up and run their own online businesses and make money. Um, but that unfortunately dissolved with a conflict with my a former business partner. And then I kind of was spinning again. And um, my daughter said to me, you know, you're not doing very much and you have a background in tech. Let's run a web design agency. And she had was just going through uh, um, the creative advertising program at Humber. And so she'd already had the skills that she needed to support this business. She goes, we can just do it together. You know, you already know I'm 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 good. And she is. And you already know I'm not going to stab you in the back and she won't because I know where she lives. So <laughs> so uh, so it ended up being really, really good. So from October, when we launched. Um, I just said, hey, guys, I'm making a web design agency. Anybody need a website? And we were busy right from the get go because, you know, my reputation preceded um, the company. So it's it's been fun. But in the interim, I've written a lot of books since we've spoken um, under five different pen names and um, um, just, you know, done a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah, I'm constantly, constantly busy. And I think having, you know, that time where we weren't busy going places because of COVID, it, for me, it gave me that space to just sort of stop and create. And I, I do want to ask you about that because the world, you know, the world changed in general for people and going out was different. I mean, people that were new in business with networking, it changed completely. Um, you know, in my world in finances, numbers are pretty easy. They're, they are what they are and it's straightforward. Doesn't really matter um, face to face, but, uh, artists, I would think in that world, a lot of them do shows. A lot of them have uh, gallery displays. A lot of them are doing, uh, in face, like face to face type promotions. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll talk a little bit, cause I know you still do your own art. Mm-hmm. How does that change? And even though I know you're not right now, but you did do a lot to help a lot of artists. And, and of course I follow you on social media and I saw all your posts and, and uh, all the growing and everything that was happening, mm-hmm. maybe share a little bit with how that transitioned for you and, and uh, maybe where it's at now, because we just really started opening up. So it's not like we're back to normal. No, we're definitely not back to normal. Um, so basically, because I'd always worked from home and I'd, I'd always been in some level of tech because I have a background as a programmer as well as an artist. Um, it, for me, the pivoting wasn't hard. You know, being aware of the online world and participating in actually creating um, it sort of gave me a unique advantage. So the trick was to get the artists to catch up because a lot of artists were just like, well, we've always had shows. We've always done galleries. We've always done this. Now we can't. So I guess we're all going to die. And so I came in there and I said, well, you don't have to die. And in fact, quite frankly, it's so much easier to sell your work online. People don't need to see it in person. They don't need 
to, to come out to a show. And that means that if your area is suffering from a recession, you still have access to a global audience that doesn't, isn't going through that. So you almost weather yourself far, far better financially because you're reaching out um, for a larger a larger network. So, so it was just a matter of getting the people who could see the potential and were willing to learn a whole new thing um, to learn it and get out there and sell. So there's quite a few artists out there who are actually who've transitioned, transitioned to full-time artists, something they couldn't do before because we were online, because we taught them how to sell online. So um, it's it was absolutely amazing to be able to share my experience and also knowing that you can sell art online because that's what I've been doing for years. I did three years of the show circuit. I was just like, eh, no, <laughs> no. So um, yeah, it was it was a time that we had to manage fear. I was just as afraid as everybody else, but I had to manage the fear of my clients um, and channel it into productivity. So you either can be afraid, curled up on the ground and thinking it's the apocalypse, or you could take that fear and go, okay, I am afraid, I'm still afraid, but I can go and sell my work, but I can go live on video, but I can reach out to people and remind them that art reminds us to be human, that we have hope, that we have stories, that we have connections to each other. And so um, not just selling art, but selling that, that hope at a time um, really, really gave the artists um, an edge, but also gave them meaning when, when they were as afraid as I was. That's awesome. And uh, you have been very active on social media platforms and uh, obviously you're very good at it. And it's amazing to be able to transition that skill over and help other artists because I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that easy for anybody, frankly, but mm -hmm. I really think when you're, when you you're focused on one way, it's really hard to transition another way. And, and it looked like you were able to do it pretty easily. Um, we're, we're coming up to our first break in a minute, but, and I want to, not to put you on the spot, but I do want to ask you, it's completely out, but uh, these NFTs are, you know, you've seen them on crazy, crazy amounts of money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from a financial point of view, I look at them and analyze them. What do you think? Have you looked at those from an artistic point of view? What do you think of that? Is this a fad? Is this real art? Is What is it? What do you think? Like, like anything else that is just beginning, it is like the Wild West. It seems so crazy. And so many people are copying other people's work and selling it and whatever. And some people put their work out legitimately and sell nothing. Um, so it's kind of like you jump in absolutely, make some money if you can but um, it will settle down. There'll be regulations attached to it and, and rules and things like that where there aren't now. So the people who jump in now have the potential to make a lot more money than people from a year from now, for example. I personally think they're ridiculous, but if you're walking away with enough to pay off a mortgage, knock yourself out. Uh, you know, I've been waiting to ask you, we did a show, uh, Ashley and I are uh, junior financial host. And uh, that was one of the things we talked about. And I knew I was gonna be talking to you and I'm like, I gotta ask Paula, because. You know, I get it from a financial point of view. Well, kind of, sort of get it mm -hmm. from a financial point of view. But uh, from an artist point of view, I wasn't sure how you, uh, what you thought about those. So any avenue to make money is a good one, but the people who are buying it are not necessarily buying an investment. And that's the important yeah. thing to remember because the rules are going to come in and change the value. Um, so, you know, if you got the mind to blow, blow it on artists, 100%. Absolutely. That's certainly a demographic that could use the help. 
And I, and I should say as a side note, because uh, I'm like the first one to criticize our industry for all the acronyms and NFT is one of those non-fungible tokens, which is yeah. the uh, online, I'm, I'm going to say it's an online piece of art that's supposed to be unique and non-replicated so that you won't, like, for example, you can own the first tweet ever tweeted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it was sold actually, Dorsey's tweet was sold. Um, so just for, for those of you uh, thinking, what is she swearing about what NFT was that stand for? That's uh, one of those non-fungible tokens. So um, mm -hmm. we are gonna take our first break of the night. And when we come back, we're gonna talk to Paula about all kinds of stuff. She's gonna share with us uh, about how to be creative in this global economy, in this global market. She's gonna talk to us about creativity and the world events. Um, obviously, she's got a little bit uh, uh, inside more than we do um, for what's going on. And uh, she's also going to talk about how really how small businesses can have an impact. And, and anyone that's ever listened to the show, you know, I'm a huge fan of small business because we are the biggest part of GDP, which is gross domestic product. And we truly do make the market and the economy and the world go around. So do not go anywhere. We have Paula all night. I'm not even going to attempt her last name right now, but I will have it by the end of the show. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Too many of us Too get caught us up get in the unreal in the lives unreal of reality life. television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, your host, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And tonight, our guest, I'm going to take a shot at Talesian. Talesian. Yep, Talesian. It's Paula Talesian. There you go. I got it. And I'm going to say it like so many times so I never forget. So Paula Talesian, she's here tonight, our uh, artist. She's been on our friend of the show. She's been on a, a couple years ago uh, when the world went a little bit 
wonky for a couple of years and changed the way we did everything, including communicate and business and uh, sell art, view art, um, consider what is art, <laughs> actually. Uh, Paula was transitioning and pivoting just as quick as the world was and uh, really tough industry, in my opinion, tough industry to pivot with uh, for people to get used to uh, totally new avenues to showcase their work. Uh, because I, I, I know sometimes, uh, and I've been to art shows, I, I'm certainly no expert, but I know at the art shows, it's, it's, it's sometimes very different in person than it looks like from the pictures and stuff. So Paula was able to help a lot of uh, artists transition uh, successfully and keep up with their art. Because and one of the questions I, I want to give you, ask you too, Paula, is, um, you know, a lot of times people get there's a lot of um, mental health changes in the last couple of years, and there's been a huge increase in uh, mental health and needs for people to have some support. And, uh, you know, in, in some industries, and I think in the artistic world, people would be, um, geez, you know, what's the point, you know, and they get kind of down about it. So how do you keep going? How did you encourage other people to keep working when people were, were seeing it was or feeling that it was it was pointless and uh, something they couldn't do anymore. You know that that's actually a really good question. Um, a lot of the artists that I've worked with are very very um, driven to make art. Like it's it's just the same as breathing or eating. You can't go for a day without making something. Um, and so so they weren't struggling so much with their creativity as much as it was the people who were messaging them, telling them that they were being unethical and terrible for trying to still sell their work online. So there was that. I mean, there are always a few people who go, well, this is kind of pointless to make art now the world is ending. But it was the audience that was a big issue. And then, of course, the artists would be questioning themselves. Oh, my goodness. Like, should I be even making art at this point? Am I being selfish and shallow and whatever? Because, you know, Joe Blow just messaged me and told me what a terrible person I am. And so, so my response to that, first of all, is that at every point in human history, there's been bad stuff going on every point, right? We just know about it now in real time. And so it makes it feel like now is the worst time, but we are actually the most educated, most well-fed, um, least, and in spite of what's going on in Ukraine, we have the least amount of wars going on, um, you know, things like that. We, we, we have, it's the most amazing time in human history, right? Um, but I say to, to people who, who were bothering my artists, and I told my artists to respond this way, if stores still charge for toilet paper, and pasta and milk and whatever, then artists should be charging for their work. And it is not unethical to sell your work for money, especially when you're feeding your family or paying your bills or whatever. And it's nobody's business how you use the money. You can go blow it on, on uh, muscle cars and hot guys for all I care. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's irrelevant. You are choosing to make a living in this way. How you spend it doesn't matter. But it's the minute that, uh, that stores don't sell toilet paper, banks don't charge you um, a fee to use their services, then we need to talk, but up until that, mm -mm. so yeah. That is an awesome perspective and uh, on really good wisdom and insight because I think you uh, you really nailed it. Uh, the, the amount of information that people get, uh, I mean, I know you, you probably are the same. You just get overloaded some days with the number of emails, the number of everything that come in from different platforms. Like it's not just somebody called or somebody sent you something in the mail, it's, there's, there's emails and there's multiple accounts and there's social media stuff and there's all kinds of platforms and texting and all that stuff. 
yeah, so that's really, really good advice um, for yourself with the transitioning too, because I want to ask, uh, I know how you were really able to assist a lot of uh, artists and, and small business people too, because artists are uh, business owners and it's not just about, and, and I know from my experience in the bookkeeping and the financial services world, it's really not just about the product or the service that you're selling. It's also about the business part of it. And you help a lot of small businesses on that side of things as well. They just happen to be artists. So yeah. what, what did you do differently or what, what type of uh, advice did you give people for um, just, you know, not just doing their art, but also doing their business? Um, to, to realize that nothing matters in life like we attach meaning to everything and we say you know the person on who's who's a couch potato has their life has less meaning than the person who writes you know the next major piece of literature um and none of that matters so find the thing that you love to do and then go and do it right if nothing matters then everything matters and go in and, and attach meaning to the thing that matters to you and go and build it do it learn it whatever everything is learnable everything is figure outable um just put your focus somewhere that makes you feel like you have meaning for your own life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I do want to talk to you because you talked about literature. I mm -hmm. want to talk about some of your books because you have not been sitting, you have not been a couch potato. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you have been, you've been like a 24 hour, seven day a work, seven day a week working machine. So uh, I do want to talk to you about some of your books and, and mm -hmm. share this because you had just finished your first book yeah or you were just finishing it right when we talked back in 2019 yeah and, yeah and so, I, yeah no go ahead no no I, I was just trying to get the timeline right so I think you just had one book when we talked last time I think so yeah we talked in September of 2019 so my book had been out for about six months um so oh. the the act of writing it and releasing all that everything was so new because I was just thinking you know who am I to write this book right? Who am I? Who do I think I am to, to put this out in the world and, you know, add more clutter to Amazon and, and to, you know, other bookstores and whatever, who, who do I think I am that I even think I have advice to give anybody? Because this first book was called uh, Wake the F Up, and it was literally about taking control of your life. And I wrote that while my life was falling apart. These are all the exercises I used to pull myself together and create a different life for myself. So, so when you have one expectation, you're going to get married, you're going to have three and a half kids, you're going to have two and a half dogs and whatever, and then suddenly all that's gone and uh, you're not married and those three and a half kids are going, what the hell? Um, you got to figure out how to rebuild that life. And it wasn't just me. I had to rebuild. I had to rebuild my kids. So that book came out of that. Um, and then afterwards I was like, Hey, I got one done. I had it edited. I had it proofed and everything, but I self-published it because, you know, I've got a background in design and whatever. Um, and so, so I just thought I've done one. Let's put out more. <laughs> Let's put out so many more. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I just, I love writing. <laughs> nice. Okay. So share with us the progression of the books. Cause I think there's a trilogy in there. There is a trilogy. So last year um, I accidentally wrote poetry. And it's accidental because it was never my intention, but I just was like, you know, I'm feeling some pretty deep things. So, so as I was going through, um, I've got one of the books here, it's Wave Upon the Sand. It's just a very thin book, but it's full of poems and whatever. Um, it was just to sort of talk about love, life and meaning. So it was kind of like me getting to grips with, with um, trying to ascribe meaning to my life, but in a way that 
my stuff is never about me specifically. I mean, humans, we share so much that if I'm feeling something, I know that there's at least 10 10% of populations feeling it too. So I always try to make things inclusive. Um, so that's just about being in love and feeling loved and, and the meaning of life. And then as my previous art focused business, teaching the artists how to run their businesses fell apart, um, I wrote this book called Release. And it's all about releasing, but also releasing my life. So kind of a play on words. And there's, there's um, I think there's 17 poems in each one. Um, and again, it's about letting go, rebuilding, choosing what you're gonna pick up. It's like curating your life. Um, this seems to be a common theme in most of my work is, is how to curate your life, let go of the things that aren't working for you and be deliberate about it. Because you blink and you're like weeks away from 50 and you blink again and you're weeks away from 80 and you blink again, it's like, wow, that was done quick. So, so it's really important to curate your life. Um, yeah. And then the last book I wrote was unsafe because I was feeling a little giddy on my own. So these work together as a trilogy, feeling giddy about, you know, again, doing my own path, but that's a scary thing to do. Um, these are a little bit more deranged. Um, there's a poem about a sheep in here and a bunch of other things. <laughs> so, so it's kind of like letting loose, but releasing them under my own name rather than one of my pen names. Um, was really important because it was taking ownership of a different form of creativity that I hadn't um, admitted to before. So, yeah. So the ones that are under the, your pen name, mm -hmm. uh, that was between your first book and your poetry. Yeah. What, what, um, what inspired you to go from your, your name to have a pen name and then back to your real name? So I have five pen names and personas that go with them and all of that so I can just put on like different costumes I'm a tiny bit dramatic you know like I like that theatrical thing so if I'm you know this person I can just be completely wackadoo if I'm that person I can be super serious it's a freedom but it's also cowardice because um it's owning something that I made so when I so so what a lot of people don't realize is when you're creative publicly you put yourself open to being judged. And we all know the internet is amazing and awful and sometimes amazingly awful. Um, and I've gone viral twice in my previous art business. So it's, I know how awful it can get. Um, and so, so there's a, a good amount of maybe calculated cowardice because I'm not truly cowardly, but calculated cowardice because I don't want things that are experiments or things that are off the wall to have my name on them until I'm ready. Ah, very good. Perfect timing too, because we're up to our second break. You'd think we rehearse, but we're really, we're just that prepared for each other because it's been so long. <laughs> uh, so don't, we're going to take our first break. Don't anyone go anywhere. Um, Paula is with us tonight. Paula Talesian, she's with us all night. And uh, she is uh, an amazing artist, amazing author, an amazing person. So you want to join us, uh, check in with her. Uh, for sure, when we come back, we'll remember, I will remember to have Paula share with us how to get a hold of her. Um, and then we'll ask her, uh, we'll ask her more about where she thinks the art world is going. Uh, what, what direction is she going in? Like, where does she see herself going and advice she'd give to new up and coming artists that are just getting started in a world that is very different than what it was when, it, when Paula started. And, uh, frankly, 
you know, people say we're getting back to normal. I think we're just shifting and the world is changing and we don't go back, we go forward. So we'll talk to Paula about more about that when we come back. Uh, we're going to take our break from Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and our very special guest is Paula Talesian. She is an artist, an author, a mentor to other uh, artists, uh, as well as she's been uh, hugely influential in helping artists with the business side, not just the artistic side of selling online and transitioning. Um, and there's there's so many things, Paula, honestly, that we could that, that people need to know, like you yourself have been through a lot and, you know, just that transition yourself and being resilient and how you come back from these setbacks. Uh, I mean, we've all been through the last couple of years together. Now, some have navigated it a little bit differently, but we've all had the same exact pandemic. So in some respects, we're all the same. There's nothing special or different. Uh, but you've had individual um, situations 
that uh, really required you to bounce back. And, 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 and frankly, a lot of people would struggle to do that. So how do you advise people, whether they're artists or not, on just bouncing back, having that resiliency, you know, stepping up from, you know, getting up from a step, a step back and, and really uh, with your mind and, and uh, you know, your physical ability, but your, your mental ability to be able to do that. How do you advise people like that? Fall to pieces, yeah. fall to pieces. Because I think the one thing that we don't do um, and don't allow for in the Western world is falling apart, right? If you're falling apart, you're broken forever and nobody can touch you, cooties everywhere. Um, but really we need to, we need to fall to pieces. We need to fall apart. We need to shatter. We need to grieve, grieve whatever it is. Um, so a lot of the fears and stuff that were happening two years ago in COVID, well, fear for sure that we were in some kind of end of world or whatever um, but it was also grieving for the life that was suddenly yanked away from all of us right there there had to be a grieving process so fall to pieces 100 percent, and don't feel bad about it you need to we grieve our dead we grieve you know anything else we when we graduate and move on we grieve our last high school years or whatever right but fall to pieces in a calculated way and that's the thing that a lot of people don't do because some people just go, you know what, I'm just going to push right through. I'm a footballer. I'm just pushing right through. That's it. Boom. Um, and other people fall down and never get up. What you do is you say, I'm going to fall to pieces for 10 days or 12 days or whatever, or I'm going to fall to pieces for three days and see where I am. And if you keep reminding yourself that there's a, a time limit and an end date on this falling apart, you can get back up. You can fall apart completely and know but by Thursday, you're going to pick yourself up again. We're done crying. We're done whatever. Let's figure out what we can do brick by brick, step by step to build anew. That is great advice. Uh, really good advice. And on, you know what? That's really good advice in general for business because people who have uh, had struggled through the last, the last couple of years, but we talk about it, but there's businesses every year that fail. Mm -hmm. And it's not because of the pandemic. It's for other reasons and, and processes and whatever the case is. But it's, it's actually great advice even for, for just in, in business alone to say, you know, recognize what's happening and then give yourself that, that timeline to, to move forward doing something else or correct it or, or bring somebody else in to, to help you with it. So that's great advice. Um, Want to ask you really uh, where you're at now, what we're, I mean, I'm going to ask you later on where you're, you know, after our last break, I'll, you can share with us where you're going and what your plans are, what new books or, or movies or something coming out. <laughs> I, <got> um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would. So we'll get that in the last break. So people mm -hmm. have to come back and get the, where's Paula now and where's she going? But I, before we forget, how do people get a hold of you? Um, where do we reach out to find you? Um, you can find me at ginfinitydesign.com and that's zynfinitydesign.com or uh, strangely enough, paulatalesian.com. So <laughs> yeah. And on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn and TikTok, Paula Talesian, um, those are my handles. So uh, fair warning that the TikTok is full of my weird little one minute movies um, and they are weird, but whatever. <laughs> Well, that just depends on how you define that, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're fun. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so one of the questions, Paula, we have from the chat room is, um, what is important to you in, now in your stage in life where you're at today? Hmm. 
Do you know? I have no idea. So, so um, for me, it is continuing to build that life because the business I'd worked on for three years had ended um, through outside forces. It, um, I, I was left grieving for at least three or four months, trying to figure out what I was going to do, trying to bounce back faster than I could. Um, so, so while I'm working on Genfinity and loving working with my daughter, um, you know, I think the most important thing to me is to keep creating, to keep expressing, to keep connecting, to keep sharing ideas. Um, I think it's probably based on my actions. You know, I could say what's important to me is actually chocolate, which yes, but, <laughs> but my actions say that, uh, I make more things than I eat chocolate. So, uh, Yeah. <laughs> But chocolate can still be important. It, it definitely can be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's multi levels to you. It's not just, <laughs> just chocolate. <laughs> it's also Doritos. <laughs> oh, now you're talking my language. Never met a Dorito I didn't like. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, you know what? Totally offside, but uh, mm. that would be dinner. When I was single, that was, that was a great dinner, Doritos. Mm. I have no problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't fault you for that one. Guilty too. I, you know what, big fan of Doritos. Is there any way that you and I, if we keep saying it, that we'll get like free samples or something? I'm not sure how that. <laughs> hey, why not? How's that work with them? <laughs> Doritos, why any not? brand, any flavor. <laughs> um, but we do have, um, just to follow up from the, the chat room is if you could just expand a little bit on, we talked about when you were, when you were talking about people and business owners grieving, uh, different. And it's not just uh, the loss of a person, like losing mm -hmm. a business is like losing a person. Mm -hmm. And anyone that's been through it or been close to it, it is as painful, I would argue, as if someone actually had died, because uh, you put so much into it. So maybe expand on just why it's so important for business owners to, to grieve when those things happen. Well, basically, you said it, right? We put all of our attention, our hopes, our future dreams into that business. So you think to yourself, you know, it's tough right now, but oh, in this time in three years, it's going to be in a great spot. This time in, in two years, additional years, so in five years, um, I'm going to be like comfortable. I'll be able to retire on this. And the minute that ends, those dreams are dead too. And sometimes you focus on those because the present is really difficult. You know, getting a business onto its feet is not easy. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Um, it's not easy. It requires your time and attention and discipline and diligence and courage and, and, and all of the things that you need to throw in to make this work because you've got to, I mean, if you don't have customers or clients, you don't have a business. So you've got to step out there and, and really you know, tell people, hey, I'm an expert in X, Y, Z. So, so if you don't give yourself the time to grieve in business, how on earth are you going to be resilient and show up in your next business or your next venture? Or, or um, how are you going to be able to pivot when you're stuck in that place? We are still human. We are still emotional, feeling, caring, deep people, regardless, again, of the business, we need to be able to express ourselves and our bodies will come and tell us when we haven't, they will make us sick or, um, you know, stop us from being able to work, get a breakdown, whatever, it will come and bite you. And if you're not paying attention, that bite is pretty brutal. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely right. Um, and, you know, you probably see it too, where people are are so hard on themselves when it comes to, uh, you know, should the, and I always tell people don't, 
shoulda, woulda, coulda, because that's what always ends up happening is they shoulda, woulda, coulda. And then I tell them they should all over themselves because there, I should have done this. I should have known that I should have done this instead. I should have said that, you know, I should have not done this. And, and it's, it's this incredible cycle that you just can't seem to get out of. And, um, and, and that's every industry. I think I, I have dealt with someone in every industry and it's, that's the one common theme is they could have, would have shut all over their, themselves. So, mm-hmm. um, that's, I think you, you nailed it. And, and, and I never really put it in the perspective of, you know, give yourself the time to grieve, but I, I think you're right on. That's, that's exactly the way you, you could describe it. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Um, we have uh, about a minute and a half left to our last break. And I do want to ask you, you know, what have we not, I can't even believe it's been our, it's just whipped by already. I'm like, that's our last break. <laughs> I just looked at the clock on our last break, but uh, uh, when we come back from the, our, our next and last break, I want to ask you, what have we not touched on that we should touch on? And, you know, you know, how you have meaningful creativity in this global environment, how you continue to grow your yourself and your business. Um, and then I want to know what's coming up next for you. Where, you know, what are we going to be looking out for? So we're going to take our very last break of the night. And then when we come back, Paula is going to share the insight into the future, where things are going, where she sees things happening. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. Paula Talesians are our special guest and artist and author and and business mentor. So uh, she'll be back. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we have had the uh, very special guest and pleasure of having Paula Talesian here tonight and sharing some insights uh, into a world that I'm not that familiar with. <laughs> so I, not only do I, I love the conversations with Paula and, and I do, I love following her on social media uh, and clearly her art is outstanding. And I do have to ask you a question if you're still doing some of the art that you're doing, uh, that you were doing before. And I might have it wrong, but I want to say it was Comic-Con that you were, there's something. Yeah, it was pop culture art. Pop culture. Um, and I'm not doing that any longer. No, no. no. No, I wonder, I saw some of your, uh, your pictures. And I didn't know if you were still doing that. Um, but that was, it's, you know, people think that an artist is this kind of person and you transform just like every other business grows and changes and adds and subtracts stuff. 
And uh, I think that's that's important for people to know that if you made paintings this way, it doesn't mean that's always what you're going to be doing. You're going to be transitioning like you have and and uh, and, and helping other artists transition that way in their business. So um, which is wonderful. And I think that's uh, important for people. If you're an artist and you're listening to the show either live or through our app or through the um, the website, then you should reach out to Paula because she is the kind of person that can help guide you on, you know, I just want to get started and or I've been in the industry and I don't really know how to transition or reinvent myself. Um, you should reach out to Paula and talk to her uh, for sure. So, Paula, what what are you thinking about uh, the way things are now for yourself? How do you continue to create in this this world that we're in and, and where do you see things going in the art world? Um, well, look, you know, because my my background is Ukrainian, obviously what's been going on in Ukraine has been absolutely devastating. And I found most of my family, but not all of them. Um, so it's it's been difficult. And then to, to try to sort of go, well, should I keep writing? Should I work on my painting? Should I? Because, you know, these people who are related to me are literally life and death suffering, right? It's a very personal thing. Um, but I have a lot of artist friends who have no family over there and are still going through the same thing. These people who could have been me, you know, are suffering. Should I, do I have the right to continue? So, so my number one thing is um, that stopping making our work does not serve anybody, right? It doesn't. We have people all around the world who are watching us, even if they aren't commenting or liking or whatever, they're aware. There's a lot of artists who, who suddenly start selling work to people they didn't know were following them because people just lurk. So when we stop making our work, and again, it doesn't matter what it is, but when we stop showing up for, for people, we deprive them of that hope and that connection and that experience. And me stopping work does not free anybody who's in a terrible situation. It'd be like me getting sick in sympathy with somebody else who is sick. It doesn't do anything. It makes me sick. So, so again, with the room to grieve for what was, um, we need to continue to do our work because our people all around us still need us. They still need us to show up. They need us to build websites. They need us to um, inspire. They need us to create delight. They need us to paint, sculpt, make the things. Hell, we need toilet paper still. So, you know, <laughs> we yeah. need to show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So so it's important to to have some perspective. The world has always always had things going on. It just feels really personal right now. So super important to keep making your work. Um, and I think more important now than ever, because we all need to be reminded of our humanity. We're tired of being in various lockdowns. We're tired of not traveling. We are tired of the political um, divides that have been thrown on in various countries, of people screaming at each other for the tiniest word that they misinterpret. We are tired of, of judgment and whatever. Um, so we need to be reminded to be human with each other and to be to give each other the space and the grace to to be human and we're not we need to be reminded of that and that's the work of artists and writers and musicians and people who who basically pluck inspiration from all around and put it out in a way that everybody else can interpret that is absolutely beautiful and that that's the clip we need to play honestly from the show for those for people who haven't been able to listen to the whole part that's the part you need to hear the most 
because you're absolutely right on. Um, and it's really, really important that people like yourself keep keep doing what you do and producing what you produce and, and sharing it and <laughs> not just keeping it to yourself because sharing it is, is, is personal. I mm -hmm. totally get that. Um, but it's also very much needed for a lot of other people to inspire them too. So yeah, good for you. Um, what we have, what, three and a half minutes left. So mm -hmm. what's coming up next for you? What haven't we covered tonight that we should have covered or that we have, that we can cover in the next three minutes? <laughs> I'm actually um, in the process of launching a podcast. So I've spent the last three weeks interviewing artists and writers and creatives to talk about not the work they're doing, but what's underneath the work. You know, what, what powers their creativity, what inspires them, how do they deal with, with the demands? Because it's almost, I mean, it's, it's a calling and it's demanding to be creative. Um, and so what's underneath that? Um, so it's called Better Than Cheese, the podcast for and about creatives who are exactly that. And uh, I'll be releasing episodes in clumps as I finish editing them out. But some of them have been incredible. The insights from people where maybe you've only seen their art, maybe you've only seen or uh, read their work and never actually got to know the person underneath and what drove them to make the thing that they made. Um, it's, a, it's a chance to really, you know, take a look at, at how the sausage was made, basically. Now I'm hungry. Huh. That's awesome. But nay, I know we're going to have to read them later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and the name comes from the fact that every time I go live in my art groups and things like that, we always end up talking about cheese. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a thing. <laughs> well, it fits perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And do you have it set for so many episodes that you're doing or are you just rolling it out and seeing I'm just rolling them out in chunks so I've yeah. done about um, 10 um, episodes so far and it's just a matter of me actually editing them and releasing them and um, and then I've got I think another 10 interviews scheduled and then I think I'll probably take a break and then go back and do it again so because it's really it's really fascinating I think it's important for people to realize that um, art making or creativity or writing is not just hey I get to play with crayons and not work all day there's so much more involved that that um, it's not a job it's it is a calling and it is you know one that is profound and one that is really difficult to live with as well so um, yeah absolutely absolutely um, last thoughts on what makes you happy overall and Really, you know, I should ask you, it is financially speaking, I usually ask people, what does financial freedom look like to you? Um, financial freedom looks like having a consistent and regular income, which is what I'm currently building on. Um, freelancing, you know, as, as a, a website creator and all that is, um, can be difficult. And so I get the entrepreneurial journey. So having a regular income um, that is enough is, is and, and the ability to travel. So, yeah. That's Awesome. Thank you so much, Paula, for joining us tonight. You're welcome. Anytime to come back. Don't make it so many years because we'd love to catch up. Thank you. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.